0: This is The Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. And just like that, it is Monday, but you'll notice it is neither Patrick nor Brandon. Two rookies, kind of, I guess you could say that. I'm Johnny Rood, joined by Noah Christ. By the way, Noah... First time on the air with us. Welcome to 102.7 ESPN Austin. Thanks, Johnny. I appreciate it. Yeah, happy to be on. we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week. Here's the thing. I'm not really sure how this is going to go. And the reason why is because, well, Noah is from Detroit. <laughs> I know, right? So that's what I said. And, of course, I'm from Chicago. So that's like Oklahoma, Texas sitting in the same room. So yes, this sir, could go right. any different way that we're talking about. So we're going to try and be amicable. At least we've got University of Michigan in Colorado. That's right. We can talk about them. And we're going to talk a lot of things today. Actually, we're going to talk. Start off with the NFL because, well, it is Halloween today. I came dressed as a disgruntled Chicago Bear fan. But of course, all you Dallas Cowboy fans know what that's like, right? Quite the game yesterday. Although for going down by three scores, the Bears tried to make a comeback of it, but then they just couldn't stop the defense. Well, big game for Dak. I'm, I think it's safe to say the game against the Lions. Sorry, your yep, Detroit Lions. Yep, right. They didn't look very good the first half. They kind of got some points going in the second half. But when they came out yesterday, those first three, was it three or four drives? The first four drives, they had touchdowns. Not stoppable. I mean, they just obliterated the line. They could run. They could throw. Tony Pollard looked great. Three touchdowns on the day. Dak, 250 in the air. I mean, it was it was looking very good.
1: It, it looked like uh, the Bears lost their captain, Robin Quinn. That's that's the number one thing that stood out. You could
0: really tell the difference. Yeah. They were really abusing that left side of the line because they didn't have you know All Pro, Mitch Quinn, who is now with Philadelphia, and you could tell that they kind of exploited that, took advantage of that. I don't think that would have made a huge difference in the end, but it was a good game. Like I said, Dak was impressive. Now you're starting to hear the Tony Pollard or Zeke. Yep. Now you can't blame Zeke because he's injured, and when he's been healthy, he's looked pretty good this year. He's been in shape, but Tony's averaging over. Almost, he's averaging almost six yards per carry.
1: Yeah, Tony, Tony Pollard. I actually just traded for him in my fantasy league this week. Played mm-hmm. the guy who actually traded me, and it, it worked out well. I, I think he's. Yeah, I would guess
0: what was that? One hundred and thirty.
1: Yep, with three touchdowns. One hundred thirty.
0: Yeah, you know, it was one hundred and sixty some all-purpose yards.
1: That might be the best uh, one-two combo. One of running back combos right now in the NFL.
0: Yeah, and to use the fantasy football term, handcuffing. If you were able to get both Zeke and Tony Pollard, that is a good thing heading towards the last, well, I guess we're second half of the season now. Yeah, Cowboys look good. Unfortunately, so to the Philadelphia Eagles. Some of the takeaways I take from yesterday's game, and I did get to watch the majority of, and as much as I hated to, because usually once the Bears really start getting beat, I just flip on something else. But there really wasn't much on yesterday because, well, CBS didn't have a game until the Houston-Texas. And then, I mean, was that even really a game? But, was, so I watched the game, and yes, Dallas looked good start to finish. I was a little concerned. No, I'm going to ask you this, what your thoughts were too. Yeah. It seemed like number 11, he wasn't out quite a bit. Now, there were speculations. Maybe he had injured his shoulder. But there was a lot of third downs that he wasn't out there for
1: Yeah, I'm not too sure what that was all about. I mean, he's out there running around. Had that the fumble for touchdown, which I thought was was amazing, just amazing. And then Justin Fields, I don't know what was going on. How he could
0: not. I mean, he jumped over him when he just needed to touch him. He could have just grazed him. Yeah, and he would have been down by contact. I would have. When I saw that, I was
1: assuming initially that he thought someone was nearby, but it was just him, and he didn't even graze him at all. He barely touched him. But yeah, Micah, he needs. If he remains healthy, I mean, that guy is one of the best defensive players in the league. That's no question. No uh, he can question.
0: play anywhere on that field. I mean, he could probably drop back as a free safety. When
1: he was at Penn State, I'm a Michigan fan, as Johnny said. When he was at, uh, when he was at Penn State, um, it, it, I could tell right away. This guy, and it's obvious, going to be the one of the best players um, in, in the NFL defensively. And
0: as long and as, just, stays healthy, as, long as he stays, gonna stays healthy, he's going to be for a long time. With Quinn's
1: defense like this, they're they're humming right now. I mean, the Cowboys are a legit team. I did not think that this division, let alone, would be possibly the best division right now, with the Commanders being the worst at 4-4. Four and four.
0: Right. I mean, because look what else is going on. I mean, look at the NFC South. That's just ridiculous. ridiculous. You got and we're going to talk about this coming up a little bit later on, about how the rest of the NFL, because right now... You've really got three teams that have kind of separated themselves from the rest. I think Dallas is going to be centered in yep. that top tier as well. But, man, it's really bad. I yeah. mean, week to week, the NFL, except for a few games, is a pick em. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get. And we'll go through some of the other things that happened over the weekend in the NFL. We'll focus right now on the Dallas Cowboys. If you want to join us, feel free, 512-834-1027. Ironic, because we're 1027 ESPN Austin. I like that. It works out very well. There's something you noticed in the game that you'd like to talk about because again, I watched it through, as Noah said before we went on the air, <clears throat> ugly orange outfit day. The Cheeto what Puff was jersey.
1: That? Cheeto Puff jerseys. I don't know. They look like uh, a bad version of the Browns, and the Browns already. I I, I
0: almost kind I of tolerate when they use least wear the orange jersey, but yes. now the orange helmet? It nope. was just a bad look you all don't, around.
1: You don't need to take away from the classic jerseys. That's what the bears have. Right. That's about it, right? right. Like, exactly. Let's not get the orange helmets out there. Like I said, someone said Cheetos, Traffic Cones. I, I didn't like it at all. It just did Although not. Although I was
0: like curious, that. why was Dallas wearing their dark blue? Why weren't they white like they typically are? No idea. I'm sure there's an explanation. Just they didn't really make that really clear. But so yes, they came out, they dominate the bears early. Bears come back, eh kind of. Never really got within five. I mean, they got within five points, but they were down 21-3 at one point. Right. So, yeah, I mean, at least it was a game. It's, um, it, it got to be a game, but then they kind of, with those two feet, they got two touchdowns in less than four minutes. The Dallas Cowboys did, of course, with that uh, amazing fumble recovery that he that turned. Was,
1: I still I, can't believe that. If too.
0: you haven't watched it, if you didn't get to see it, I'll, go to YouTube. I'm sure right. you can just Google that and, or YouTube that, whatever, and you'll see. It's he, like he, he comes... Baby hairs away right. from he touching them.
1: Like you would think that he would graze them, like you were saying before, with his legs. He pulls his legs up, and even if he was just barely touched them, he's down right there. They right. take it
0: to the house, touchdown. Yeah, just... that was a seven point swing just just that quickly. And then Dallas just kind of that kind of deflated the bears a little bit, and then Dallas just kind of went on and went by twenty points. But so now here comes their is it a much needed buy? You did notice if you watched that game yesterday. Their secondary was getting dinged up. A yeah. couple of their, it was, I think, back-to-back plays. Two of their, two members of their secondary limped off the field. One went straight to the back, and that's never a good sign. So, yeah, I think it's probably a good thing to get everybody, because, you know, Dak's only a couple weeks back. Wouldn't be bad. And then, of course, he got his hand stepped on yesterday. I yeah, think saw that. All Dells, Cowboy Nation, gasped, and then went, okay, <laughs> and, it was his other hand. Yep, but still, he got his hand stomped yesterday. So I'm sure they're going to look forward to their time off to, to rest up a little bit, and then it's right back at it. Now, if you're Mike McCarthy, what do you do during the off week? What do you think they need to improve on? Now, they played a Chicago Bear team that up until a couple of weeks ago when they played New England wasn't really a threat, wasn't really a thing, and, I mean, it, it was a competitive game a little bit yesterday. They still have to play the Eagles. They still have. Yeah. To, there's a lot of big games coming up for the Cowboys. If you're Mike McCarthy going into this bye week, what is your focal point?
1: Yeah, obviously getting healthy is number one. I think it's a good time for them to have the buy. I mean they were they look a little banged up, but right now, I mean, the Eagles are just, you know, going on to them. That's the team you, you want to be here. I think the Giants are gonna come back to earth a little bit as well, talking about this division as yes. whole. We see how they played out in Seattle against Seattle. Those two teams, that was the only two games that had we had winning, winning record records. teams, yep. I which mean, is, <laughs> you would not think that.
0: It's so funny when you look at the schedules, you look at the just the overall. Now we're halfway through the season for the most part, and records are just not, and you've got teams that are below 500 that were, up until yesterday, winning their division. Yep.
1: Atlanta is one of those teams Atlanta now. Atlanta is yeah. one of those teams. And that is, I
0: think that is going to be a division that's going to send a sub-500 team to the playoffs. And it seems like every year, every other year, we have a team like that. They usually don't go far in the playoffs, Washington did a couple of years ago. Right. So I think now you've got the NFC, especially with the Eagles. Clearly, I mean, man, A.J. Brown looked man, amazing yesterday. My fantasy team, too. Jalen Hurts. My goodness, he's I mean, good. I think it was kind of maybe a first four weeks, let's wait and see. Are they really this good? Right Now I think we can say, yes, they are this good.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too. Like you said, we just talked about how Quinn is now on there. That defense is legitimate elite. You got Darius Slay, former Lion. He's been probably the best, one of the best corners in the league. I, I, and the A.J. Brown, that connection, when he got traded from Tennessee to Philly, there's been a connection with uh, Hertz and him from when they were in high school. They wanted to play together uh, in college. And now they're playing again in the NFL. And look at that, three touchdowns. And it's not just that right. he was wide open. I mean, no. these are over multiple, right. multiple players on the Steelers there. And the Steelers talk about just not to get too into them, but that was just that was a bad performance. Steelers are not good. I mean, there's so many team,
0: teams no. that are just that were so competitive for so many years that are just right. not. good. And what's going on with Tampa Bay? We're going to come well, back in a couple of minutes and we're going to talk more about the rest of the NFL. But before we do that, to kind of close out in summary of the Bears, we talked about they're coming up on a, on a, a bye week now. Trade deadlines tomorrow in the NFL, right? Some names that are out there that could be... would Do you think Mike and Jerry might be huddled up somewhere talking about some sort of a trade? I, mean, I think
1: so. I mean, at this point, with the Eagles being ahead as they are, are, I think you need to make a move
0: here. I mean, the Eagles went out on draft day and got A.J. Brown, and, I mean, that solidified them with a, with a, with a wide receiving right. core. See these lambs looking... Gr- he's looked good. He's looking good. Dalton Schultz looks great. Yep. But do we need some extra depth? And even Michael Gallup kind of stepped up early in the game yesterday. So... Do you think, what about a Brandon Cooks? Right. You've yeah. got him just a you know, couple hundred no miles ground. away. Right, exactly. Now, the bad thing is, if you pick him up, it's going to cost you $18 million next year right. in guaranteed salary. Is Brandon Cooks worth $18 million? And that's guaranteed money. Or would they work something out if they did with the Texans where maybe Houston pays some and Dallas pays some? I definitely think that they're huddled up
1: right now talking. I mean, should. I mean, they have to be, just with the way their division specifically is
0: looking right now. I don't think that there would be a bad reason that they wouldn't want to at least see what else there could be. Right. Because there are some things that could be out there. They're great with the running backs. You don't need yeah. to look there. Maybe with the bang-ups in the secondary, we might need some help there. But I think they look pretty good. I think they've got a, a pretty good thing going into this bye week. I'd like to see them pull off at least maybe one trade or at least pull something. That kind of gets them to that next level where when they do face Philadelphia, let's take our weapons against theirs. Best team wins. Yeah, Because right now we've got the best defense. When I say we, it's the Dallas Cowboys. And they've got the best offense. No offense to Dak and to Tony and to Zeke and CD. You guys are really, really good, but, but Philadelphia's humming. on a roll. They're humming. They're humming right They're now. They're definitely definitely humming. So we are going to take a break. And when we come back... This is the bullpen on... One... I'm just going to say it right now. I don't normally push these buttons, so I'm just going to say push buttons at the wrong time. But it is going to be good. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to 102 ESPN Austin. We'll be back. I'm going to push this button. I'm pretty sure it works. The bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Welcome back. It is a Monday. Thanks for joining us on the bullpen. I am Johnny Rood and Noah Kreitz over yes, there as, well, Brandon... Guess he's not feeling, or he got vacation day too. But Patrick's in Maine. I want to say he's out the east Massachusetts, of these. maybe he's a big, okay. big Red Sox fan. So. There you go. Hopefully, hope, doing well for the next two days. We are going to hopefully entertain, educate, and talk sports as much as we can, anyway. As we mentioned, we talked about the Dallas Cowboys. Now we're going to kind of circle around the NFL because it is interesting. We've talked a little bit about how you've got your kind of big three with your Buffalo, Kansas City, and now Philadelphia. I think Minnesota's probably legit. Dallas is definitely legit. Not much after
1: that. The record might not show, but now with McCaffrey on the 49ers, I would say look out out there. But they Seattle look, is playing pretty well, too, in that division.
0: True. I mean, who would have thought a Russell Wilson for Geno Smith trade would go so well for Seattle? Or how Seattle better than it does Denver. But it has. And, I mean, Denver, they did win yesterday. Are, can I just say this? Are we done with the London experience? I, I mean, is it going over that well? I don't
1: know. All I know is, for some reason, too, it feels like the Jacksonville Jaguars are always playing in London. They're always playing in London. It's their their team, I guess, right? At
0: one point, the owner, yeah, they were trying to see, like, half of their home games were going to be over in in London. And I guess if you're in London and you're paying money to go see NFL, at least you're used to seeing low-scoring games. Right. Because you're you're watching soccer. So you're used to low-scoring games, and that's what you're going to get with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence hasn't quite gotten his stride, although he's still only in his second season. But yeah, I think the experience of just these, ah, I mean, it seems like a weird time to have a game, but then it's like, okay, it was Denver and Jacksonville. Was I going to watch that game anyway? No. Yeah, I'm not.
1: I don't think if I was in uh, England over there, I'm not. I don't know if I'm pulling up to that game, I, especially if I know football at all at this point in the season, the Broncos, we, we've sadly have had to watch them numerous times on primetime TV and it is just, it's just bad football. I mean, now, this is, it's just not good. I know they won. They but, did. For what they were coming in to be, you know, uh, a playoff threat. I'm not saying the season's over for them, but things are just not really clicking. They they haven't found a rhythm whatsoever no. on offense. Defensively, they've always been a good team, but, um, you know, there's talks about now Chubb getting possibly uh, traded mm-hmm. from Broncos. So uh, to the Jets and the Dolphins is what I saw. Um, I, I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. But, yeah, I, I think that... Uh, They're going over, I heard, soon to Germany as well. They're going to expand this. There's going to be different cities other than London. They're going to make this as international as they possibly
0: can. We do remember at one point, right, there wasn't NFL Europe and did not work. Right. But, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. But you brought up a good point Uh. of now with the addition of Christian McCaffrey. And the first week they had him, he was restricted as far as his plays. They didn't have him out there for any third-down situations Oh, was that changed yesterday against the L.A. Rams? Yes, it did. He threw a, what, 35-yard touchdown pass? It was
1: a seed. It was a beautiful pass. Yeah. learned from his brothers who played uh, college football, right? I <laughs> played think... Played with them in the backyard or something.
0: And I think what you were kind of alluding to is, yes, I think San Francisco is going to find a great way to utilize him. And I think this is kind of where Carolina... He was still a great player with Carolina. Mm-hmm. Kind of one-dimensional. Yeah. But he had a lot of yardage yesterday just receiving the ball and... I think they're going to use him like that multi-use player that he should be. Well, it's exciting to see him, an exciting
1: player like
0: that, now in
1: a system where he can actually be the player that he really is. right? You know, this is this is a team that that needed a little spark. I mean, they got Samuel. I know he wasn't playing last week, but you right. add him on there as well and let Christian McCaffrey kind of get his career back to where it should be because it was dying in Carolina. He was getting he injured. Was. He, he, he was a great player, but just couldn't stay healthy. If he can stay healthy with the 49ers, I mean, this is a team that... With Jimmy G now kind of getting back in and doing his thing, we saw Kittle got a touchdown the other day. I mean, Kittle's they, been doing. And picking it weeks, back he's, up.
0: He's a new guy too. I, here it is. When, if you're going to be an opposing defense and you've got the 49ers, if you got Debo Samuel on Jeez. one side, you got Christian McCaffrey on the other. Who's going to get it? Which way they're going to run? Exactly. That's going to be every snap. You yeah. won't know. And that's what Shanahan loves. About and then you got ter- you got Terry Kittle, who's going to block the hell out of anybody who tries to tackle either one of those guys. You're right. That could be a team to look forward to as the second half of the season is coming now. Some other teams that might be looking to make some trades. I've heard there's still a lot of names that are on that list of possible trade people that might be heading to different teams, of course, tomorrow. And it's so weird because tomorrow is the deadline, they say, for the NFL draft or the NFL trade deadline. But then all of a sudden, teams make moves like a week later. I I don't get how that works because it's not really a deadline. It's, it's kind of like a deadline here when they tell me, oh, you know what, you need to send out this newsletter by, oh, I don't know, Wednesday. I'll be like, okay. Yep. So, it, yeah, it's just a – but in theory, tomorrow should be the deadline. But we'll see what happens, what teams are ready to drop some money because it's anybody who's getting traded, it's going to cost money somewhere down the road. Like we mentioned earlier, Brandon Cooks, yeah, he's a good receiver, but next year he's guaranteed $18 million dollars. That's a chunk of money. There's not yeah. a lot of wideouts in the NFL making 18 million dollars right now.
1: I think you got to look at teams like my Detroit Lions. Sadly, I mean, just teams that are they're not performing that are going to want to you know sell. It's, there's going to be a seller's market for a yeah, here, I mean, and there's going to be teams that are going to want to pick off of them times now. Right? Sad
0: thing that was like with with my Chicago Bears. That list of potential trade people is it, it went from well, of course, we lost Quinn already. Uh, Roquan Smith is yep. on the list to trade. David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert. I mean, there are so many on that list, and they, they have so few tools now. So a lot of teams are going to get weaker. Hopefully, some teams will get stronger, and maybe we'll have a more competitive second half to the NFL because the way it's been so far, not real impressive. Yeah. I no, mean, I- when you are rooting for, well, no one saw Carolina coming and beating Tampa Bay, but weird games this year, and we're seeing, and I know I shouldn't say it because it's, it's a different network, but I watched a pregame show yesterday. I won't say which one. Let's just say it starts with an F, ends with an X. Anyway, they did a couple of great segments, and one of them was on well, has time run out on Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if I necessarily think time has run out on them. I think neither one of them has a great target resource right now. Right. But even when they're throwing the ball, they don't look good.
1: Well, Tom Brady, just obvious with everything going on, that right. is just that it might have been a mistake. When he retired initially going all the way back into early spring, he was riding off in the sunset with seven rings.
0: I mean, look, if you look at the way he went out last year, right? How he didn't go out with a Super Bowl championship, but he went out with fifty-two touchdown passes, like fifty-three hundred yards passing, one of the highest percentage of his catches in his entire career. He could have gone out that way, and in fact, he did. He remember he did retire. Yeah, he's done, and then he said, "Yeah, you know what? I'm going to come back for one more." And, just, and it's not going so great. Yeah. And just now with that, and you know he's coming back. It
1: could have been one of those things where kind of often the sunset, oh, he could have got another one. Well, we're finding out. Maybe that is not the case I'm that he could get that eighth. And this is this is, is a coming from enough? a Michigan guy myself, from Tom Brady. Yeah,
0: but I know. It, right. And it's funny because he just is it's not I mean, it's I know there's injuries. I know that his center's been out and that's a big deal. People yep. don't think that's O-line's a big thing, but up. yeah. I mean, if you lose, I mean if, Peyton Manning wouldn't have been as good as Peyton Manning was if he didn't have Jeff Saturday. Yeah, It's just a true story. That's why as soon as Jeff Saturday retired, he's a Hall of Famer. Right. Because you get that connection, you get that chemistry, and if you don't have that, and plus it's going to take a center kind of a little bit just to get used to it and get all the blocking down. So it's been tricky. I'm not going to say it hasn't. Same thing in Green Bay. I mean, their number one wide receiver is Alan Lazard. He didn't even play last night. Yeah, he didn't even play. He was injured last night. So, um, I mean, and even there, they had some questionable calls that, Got turned that you know that pass interference call for a touchdown
1: offense. I I don't know what the referees I are did not doing like this year. That call personally, I'm not both not. not Packers guys in this room, but
0: you know, yeah, I, I mean, I would love <laughs> to see the Packers lose. That's like the highlight of my year. But that was the not. fact that they might be worse than the Bears right now. That's like the highlight of my year right. because I know the Bears aren't going to make the playoffs, but if the Packers aren't even going to come close either, that's like you realize it's going to be Minnesota, and then our three teams are just that's it. I mean, Terrible. garbage time maybe as we pick up a winner here or so, but. I, yeah, I just I'm looking forward to seeing some more competitiveness.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I just I, I think with I want to take a step back and say Tom Brady. That division is just looking so poor, though that yeah. we could see him winning that division, being a four seed. And you that, have now, what the yeah, Atlanta you know.
0: Falcons with Marcus Mariota as your oh, starting quarterback. I don't even think you, I could because Cordell Pat- Patterson's still out, still out. Right. So I don't even I don't think I can even name their running back. Now, Pitts has looked good the last couple of games. He's picked it up. He's picked it up Drake had, a little bit. London's been touchdown, last target. Of- and the defense finally
1: is—that's been the concern for Atlanta for all these years—is just their defense can't stop anything.
0: But that's your number one team in that yeah. division. And Carolina almost should
1: have. Like, let's be let's be honest here with that Carolina game, where Moore goes and takes off his helmet, they should be making that field goal, that extra point. I mean, the kicker missed ball, so he right. might have missed that. But that game was done with a Carolina team who has an interim head coach. And, and and you got an XFL quarterback. Hey, Walker's been playing great. That was the best throw maybe all year. That was yeah. fantastic. But just what I said when that happened uh, with Moore getting that touch. It looks like a guy who's making. You know, he takes off the helmet. It looks like uh, a guy who's being coached by an interim head coach. And that's no disrespect. But no, it's, it's just, not. I mean, that's that. That would that happen, I'm not saying if Matt rules there, but it, it that that was that was just a wild game, and that kind of sums up what that division is
0: a mess. <laughs> and it's a lot of not just that division. A lot of teams this year. By the way, because this is something that's, for some reason, this seems to be a very strange year for them announcing college football times. UT had a bye this week. We'll talk a little bit about UT coming up. But they've just announced the game against TCU, which is going to be their next home game on November 12th. It's going to be a 6.30 in the evening game. So, I mean, the weather should still be fairly decent. It's going to be their second-to-last home game. they got Baylor on Black Friday is the very last one. And we're going to touch on all of their remaining schedule and although they were off this last weekend, the rest of the Big 12 wasn't. And we're going to find out what the other teams did. Coming back on the other side of the break, you're listening to the bullpen, both Brandon and our other Patrick, who is out to this whole week. They'll be gone. But we'll come back. We'll talk UT and what's still to come for them as they have, well, four games left. And there's a lot of things on the horizon that you need to break or make them. And Arch Manning making a big decision over the weekend, too. He's not leaving. Don't worry. We'll come back. This is the bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512 834 1027. That's right. Opinions always welcome. It is the bullpen. Johnny Roode, Noah Kreitz in as Patrick and Brandon. Much deserved vacation. I'm supposed to be on vacation this week as well. Oh, this yeah? is a yeah, true story. I'm actually moving today, but for some reason, you know how contractors can be. Floors aren't ready. Floors aren't ready. Classic. So yeah, I can't get anything. I can't even get in until three o'clock. So basically I've been living out of storage unit. Eh, that's not really true. I've been dog sitting, but it'll be finally good to be in my own place once again. Now, Noah, who's just joining us for the first time, has mentioned the top of the show from Detroit. God, I'm trying not to hold that against him. Oh, I know. All right, so but you worked for the Red Wings for a yeah. while. Now, yes. I know we don't talk hockey much here, but, I mean, come on, you worked for the Red Wings. I worked for the Cubs for a little while, and you worked for go. the Red Wings, so we both know a lot about losing and we championships. Do. We know, you know old
1: history. About. We know about losing currently a lot. Yeah, that, that that's definitely part of it. But, yeah, I was working for the Red Wings for this uh, from Ann Arbor as well uh, Was before coming down to Austin working for Detroit Red Wings and the Tigers owned by the same people, the Illiches own Little Caesars. Uh, But yeah, no, big Michigan uh, Detroit sports fan, happy to be on here. And uh, Michigan, big, big, we'll we'll pivot to them quickly.
0: It's a nice segue because we're going to talk YouTube, so we talk a little college football. We'll
1: get them on there for the Paul Bunyan Trophy coming back to Ann Arbor. A little scuffle at the end of the game there. Yes, and we talked
0: before we got on the air (laughs) because there was a scuffle and four uh, Michigan State players have now been suspended because of that. Right. A couple weeks earlier when they played Penn State, they had issues with the tunnel. Now, if you don't know what the tunnel's like, basically the two teams meet each other. It's a huge tunnel that it's, they
1: all yeah. run out of, and it's it's horribly, you know, the just the way that they coordinate, it's horrible, because this is what's happening. One of our Michigan players ran up and uh, decided to talk a little bit after winning by 22 points. And,
0: sure,
1: sure. Uh, some things happened. There's videos of it surfacing all over Twitter that you can go check out, but yeah, they got to figure that out. I mean, we've had, I've seen a lot of people tweeting about all Michigan athletics as of lately, uh, just having a lot of scuffles, but yeah, I mean... And, of
0: course, now it's affecting... team with
1: a target on their back.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's affecting, you know, the other teams as well. You get four of your players suspended. That's that's a big thing. Let's talk UT because UT was off. They had the bye week. And was it a needed bye week? Some said yes. Some said no after getting beat by Oklahoma State. In a game they really should have won. There's an article I was reading earlier about most of the... you You go against Alabama, you lose your starting quarterback. Still came close to almost beating Alabama. But... Iowa State, they had to come back to win that game. They lost some big leads. The victory of Oklahoma was amazing. And we were hoping that was the team we were going to see, but it didn't last long. So now they're getting ready to travel to Manhattan, Kansas to take on Kansas State, who whooped the crap, sorry for the bad language, out of Oklahoma State. Yep,
1: Mike Gundy looks stunned. They beat
0: Texas, but they, they shut them out. Shut them out. Uh, it was was it forty eight nothing, forty eight to nothing. Yeah. As I was watching that game, all I kept saying was, "Good, keep piling it on. Yeah. Get wear yourselves out because then when tech, how many times you see two teams? How do you see a team like that blow a team out twice like that in a row? I don't. I don't either. So I'm like, okay, go ahead, just knock the crap out of them, yeah, and, and then let UT come and take care of it. And that
1: that there's a reason UT's actually favored in this game. It's kind of interesting to see that they're favored by three as of right now. Uh, but I think that bye week's going to help them. It's a team that can definitely beat Kansas State. I, I, listen, I think that Kansas State's a good team, and they caught Oklahoma State probably on a bad day. I mean, 48 nothing. That's right. I mean, this was the number 9 team, allegedly, in the country. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm excited for this Texas. See the second half, kind of a little over second half now, uh, of what Texas will be at the end of this year if they can just finish off the season strong. They got them and then TCU right. now, that so next game. And now, let's that's talk about
0: one. this, because the, the final four games that the, the, the UT's up against, I mentioned going to Manhattan, Kansas, and taking on Kansas State this week. Then, they have their next home game, which was just announced for a six thirty 30 game yep. against TCU, who currently is ranked 7th. If They might have moved up, even. I haven't seen their latest poll. They looked good. I mean, they didn't blow West Virginia away, but again, it was in West Virginia, and that's a hard place to play. Not an easy place to play, no. So then they take on, they got, Baylor's going to be the end, that's going to be the final, Baylor, and Baylor, they, got, they just took care of Texas Tech. They did. Another team that beat Texas. Yep. Oh, and then we have this other little game in between there as well as we have to travel and take on the Jayhawks. The Jayhawks, which, okay, everyone goes, ah, that's an easy one, right? I don't know how easy was it last year (laughs) here in Austin. Yeah, that still stings. So you look at the remaining four games, and I know on paper they might be favored, but they've been favored in other games they haven't. Again, are they a 60-minute football team? That's the question. Are they a 60-minute football? Can they put it
1: together for 60 minutes? Obviously, we saw what they did against Oklahoma. Different, right? Obviously, was a big rivalry game. But if this team can be half of what that was, they got a good shot against Kansas State in the rest of the season. I think the Texas Tech game, if they can take care of Kansas State out in Manhattan, that'll turn into, you know, obviously the game of the year here in the Big 12, possibly.
0: Texas has, without a doubt, one of the top running backs, if not two of the top running backs in the nation right now, yeah. with Bijan and Roquan. You've got two quarterbacks. I think Quinn still has to, some some growing to do, but he, I mean, again, he hasn't really played. This is his first competitive football in almost two years, and he's still learning on the job. And then he got Hurt, and you've got Hudson Card. I don't know. And, and then you've got wide receivers and offensive linemen, and, and there's just a whole thing that just needs to go through there. But it's not necessarily their offense. It seems to be the defense at the end of the second quarter, or the second half, where it seems to be the downfall. Is this a UT thing or is it a Coach Sark thing? That's questions that have been raised because Coach Sark, no matter where he's been, this has kind of been his rep. Right? Nothing against Coach. I think he's he's got all the right motivation. He's got the right things. He says the right things. He doesn't always do the right things without not singing the eyes of t- I mean, he's done some yeah, things that he doesn't, he's got to learn if he's going to be in Austin. But he's kind of got that track record of not having a 60-minute team. And last year that was evident, but it was, okay, these aren't Sark's guys. These are Sark's guys now. Exactly. They are his
1: guys. And now at 5-3, and three, right? They're 3-2 mm-hmm. and two in the conference. Mm-hmm. These final four games, I mean, a season can really just shift huge here. If they can get three of the four, you know, have an eight-win season, now we're seeing some real progress from Coach here. And yeah. the players are coming in
0: that are his. That's great recruits that they have. So, If Texas can beat Kansas State. Right. If Texas can beat Baylor. Even if they lose to TCU. Yeah. They still could be in the Big 12 championship. Exactly. On paper. A lot of things kind of have to fall into place there, but they still could get to where they need to be. That also would help them get to a bigger bowl than just playing in. Because, I mean, with five wins already, I think we need six to be bowl eligible. Right. So, no, they'll probably get that. And so they're going to go to a bowl somewhere. But each win gets you, well, a little bit bigger bowl and a bigger paycheck, to be quite honest. So I'd like to see them take care of. And again, it all starts this week with Kansas
1: State. Right. Yeah, the two top teams. you got Kansas State 4-1 the conference, and then TCU after that. And the thing with TCU here is, like you said, going back to them and going to West Virginia, and they won by 10. It was it was a good win for them. But their offense, and this is the Big 12 for you. I'm coming down here from Big 10. It's totally different uh, mm-hmm. as a Big 10 fan. Their, their offense is statistically third in FBS scoring, and they have the second most yards per play, and per rush. And that's just... They can they can move the football and score a lot of points.
0: And here is the problem: is that if we can we again, it's just one of those habits. I don't play for University of Texas. Trust me, if you see this body, you think okay, there is no way. <laughs> I am saying though that you got even if even if Texas hangs with them or even has a lead going into the second half, you can't as a burnt orange fan feel comfortable going into the second. No, I mean it's just something it's we. Not have, that it's point. a realization, right? It's something we've seen unfold as we mentioned. Kansas beat us here. Again in Austin, so nothing's a given, nothing's for sure, but Texas really—I mean—and I hate the cliche—they kind of hold their own destiny in their hands. They do, but they literally do. If they win out, yeah. I think they will be in the Big Twelve championship game.
1: This season is—is is, it's all—it's all up to them here. There's last four games, they got very good competition. Kansas is no like you said last year what happened, but this Kansas team's got five wins, just like right. Texas. And then you got Baylor, who was the, you know, a great good team last year. They're still five and three as well this year. They're picking it up now. I mean, they these are these are really it's really good competition for them this end of the season here. I'm excited to see how they do and what they do, uh, especially next week. Kansas State each week's gonna be interesting.
0: And just a little tease because we've talked on the different shows that I've been in, whether it's with Ed and Beto or whether it's in here with with, with Patrick or Brandon. Arch Manning. He's committed to University of Texas. Yep. But that's a verbal commitment. I don't think they do sign something, but it's not a pending. It's not binding. It's, and so the question was, this year, does Texas have to be competitive the entire season? Or is he looking at maybe other schools who courted him, say Georgia, mm. who looks really good? And he might go, well, maybe uh, you know, Texas just isn't. Well, good news, fans, because Arch has said, you know what? I'm going to give up my last season of eligibility, and I'm going to come in early. To ut so that is a Early good enrollment. sign there you go good to hear he'll be able to i don't know if he, i don't think he'll actually be able to practice with the team but he can be around the team, right which is still that's getting to know austin let's face it it takes a while to get used to Austin. i'm getting used to it i, I have a fun time doing it <laughs> right. i'm getting I mean, used to it for sure i mean you think about you know you got to find well he won't need to worry about housing right. or anything i mean he's 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 probably already financially doing quite well but it does just it's a, it's a readjustment, adjustment especially now, he's from the South, so it wouldn't be, but if he's, uh, you come from the North, we both know it's a big adjustment to come down here. So, he'll, but at least he'll be in the fold. So, it's good to see that he's actually committed, committed, and it looks like that actually is what it's going to be. That's the next question that we'll come up with real quickly, and then we'll head on to some other things as we round out. Hudson Card, transfer portal? Mm. I mean, does it make sense for him? It would make somewhat sense, yeah. I think it does. We can hit, touch on that. When we come back in just a couple minutes, this is The Bullpen. Thanks for joining us on a Monday. This is The Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. As we mentioned, welcome back. It is The Bullpen. Johnny Roode, Noah Kreitz in for Patrick and Brandon. Yes, sir. We've talked everything from the NFL. Dak back. Dak back. Good job yesterday. Some other news. We talked a little UT football and... We kind of left it at that before we went to break with Hudson Card. Man, it's a, it's a tough situation because I think he's got a lot of talent. And I know Coach Sark said he would be key to having him in the on the team for this before he made Quinn the starter. But now with Arch on the way, what does Hudson do? Some people have said maybe he enters the transfer portal. Is that right for him? I don't know because look at some of the other, not just with UT, but look at some of the other high-named people who have gone through the transfer portals. You don't really hear a lot. Spencer Rattler's kind of the one that just sticks in my head the most. But I mean, if that's what it takes, I mean, Hudson's got to show somebody if he wants to go to the next level, which God, we haven't even talked about. We've run out. Of, we were just talking about how quickly we still want to talk about the World Series. Yep. But we also want to talk real quick, and I'll just say for Hudson, I I, I do think it might be something he will look into.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, you would think so, right? I mean, it this would make a, sense. He's a high level QB that could go play. Uh, you know Power 5 conference for sure like you said I think a Spencer Rattler uh, you know QB's like that uh, with JT Daniels they go but he's bounced around now this is his third team right? From right. Georgia USC all the way to West Va, and so he could get kind of stuck in that cycle I don't think they would hate having a guy like that as their backup a local guy who, who's a good quarterback so I, I don't know I, but if he wants an opportunity to go play somewhere and, and do things you know that Arch Manning that's going to be the keys are in his hand right. that's the thing
0: yeah and even if I was Quinn Ewers I'd be a little nervous with Arch looking over sure. his shoulder right all right. Well, let's talk real quickly about another UT former quarterback, Sam Ellinger, who we wanted to just right. touch on briefly. Made his se- he made his debut as a starter for the Indiana Col- Indianapolis Colts yesterday, and I mean, I was. It's kind of weird because I was at the same time watching Austin FC. Which, by the way, congratulations to Austin FC. They fell short yesterday. They were beaten by Los Angeles Football Club three nothing. So their season has come to an end. But they were in the final four. If they would have won yesterday, the finals would have been here in Austin next week. Awesome. Anyway. Congratulations to FC. They had a great year for
1: the second year of the MLS. Someone that I'm just yeah. getting into didn't have that in Detroit didn't have a team. So this is my MLS yeah, team I, that's just I mean, was cool to see that they made. They it that went far. from
0: almost right. last place in the first year to like almost that. winning it in the second year. So it's,
1: congratulations it's, to the entire congrats, team. Congrats, yeah, and it's just awesome to see the city, just all of the green. Everybody's really buying into the verde. it. Verde, yeah, verde. There we go. Don't I like say it. green because yeah, yeah, I'll make fun of you.
0: Verde, yep. So yeah, but at the same time, I'm sitting at a well, it's me. So I'm sitting in a bar, yeah. and I'm watching one screen that's got FC on it, and I'm watching the Indiana Colts game on the other and I'm watching so I didn't really get to pay attention to attention to how Sam was doing it looked like he struggled a little bit at times yeah. but he he
1: didn't. It was didn't really do anything wrong, or you know, or, or amazing. Let's just say that. I mean, it was his first game starting, right? right. Uh, the Commanders. You know, we we kind of joke about the Commanders, but they're 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 four and four. So I can't really joke as a right, one right. and six fan of the Detroit Lions. And you guys got three wins, so they're actually somewhat of a, a decent team. They're they're figuring it out there defensively. I think he had two hundred and one yards, no no picks and no touchdowns. Just the end of that game, though, he had a chance to win it. And it was just a drop pass by Pittman. We saw it. And right. so that I mean, he had a great pass, and they had a chance to go trot down and go win his first game. Uh, but then Scary Terry with that touchdown, and he's an Indiana guy. He's played there in the Big Ten Championship before, and you saw him kind of yelling, uh, Terry McLaurin, about how oh, this is my city, my you know my yeah, place, I, whatever. Of course. Every time they do something uh, yeah, well, yeah. everyone's got something to say. Right, exactly. You but, drop
0: a pass, they're not so much getting up and yelling <laughs> everything. But, but he didn't throw his helmet off like DJ
1: Moore, at least I guess, right? They still got the dub out of the deal. But, yeah, no, Sam played well. I'm excited to see this. Matt Ryan with that team, Matty Ice, I just think that his time has come, and he's just, you know, I think Sam brings a little bit more flair. Uh, he's going to give you more options. He's a little quicker. It's just Mat- Matty Ice is, right. he just seems kind of, you know, toast. I think, yeah,
0: I think he was, I mean, there was a reach for them after their yeah. Carson Wentz experience and Frank Wright, and I've talked about this. When do we stop calling Frank Wright the quarterback whisperer? Because right. his last, he wanted Carson Wentz. That didn't go so well. They had Philip Rivers. for That didn't He's go so well. He's whispered a lot of different quarterbacks. Exactly. He, and and that's the thing about whispers. You can't hear them. Yeah. So they're not usually good <laughs> coaches. At least that's what I say. Let's cruise over from that. And uh, by the way, wish Sam well as he continues. Yep. Again, 201 yards. No touchdowns, but no interceptions. So wasn't a bad day at all. Wasn't a bad day. Considering he doesn't have a running game either. Right. Let's focus now on the last couple of minutes here to the World Series. Because, well, we've got a team in Houston that is involved in that. that. We knew. Starting off Friday, they lose after a five-run lead, and uh, well, they did get revenge, get a little win on Saturday, and now the series is shifting to Philadelphia for Game Three. I'm excited to see
1: this in Philly. I mean, it's a big, big sports city. Obviously, that cares a lot about this team. Um, you know, they had a really good game. That they need to win, obviously, Game Two. That's obvious, right? Uh, we had Jose uh, Altuve had three hits. Uh, Valdez pitched well. I mean, this is going to be an exciting series. You gotta get obviously, you know, if you can walk away from Philly with two wins, that would be. I mean, that's self-explanatory. But and let's huge. let's
0: let's be honest. I mean, because the first two series, they didn't lose a game, right? You're not going to go through an entire no. playoffs in the MLB and not lose a game. So they were going at some point. They were going to lose. The one thing that Houston has proved in the you know the World Series that they've been in now four of the last seven years is that they can bounce back from adversity. And so I'm not nervous about them going to Philly now. I think it's going to be a great series. Philly's hot right now; they're cooking. S- but so is Houston. So uh, if they're, they're, they've been entertaining games so far, with the exception of Austin Singer, um, I can't Matt Burton, Eric Burton, yeah. kind of butchered the national anthem just a touch a on Friday. You know, <laughs> now having worked for the Cubs, I've seen, and if the Red Wings. You know, and you've heard s- thousands of people sing the National... It's a hard song to sing. Not easy. No. It is not. It's one of the hardest songs to sing. I'm not doing it. I would never even volunteer. But, man, at least know the words. Yeah, that's what I... When I heard the it initially... The Twilight's Last dream. Yeah, and it
1: sounded like you might have skipped a part. I don't know. Yeah, it's it was, something... I was sitting there with my buddies watching the game, and we were like, did he skip something or something sounded wrong there? So, you know, the I'm worst, glad you brought that up, because I, I thought something was off.
0: Yeah, the worst ever... Probably when you think of the you know national anthem was of course Roseanne Barr yeah. when she grabbed her crotch and spit, but at least she knew all the words. She did. She knew the words. I mean this guy didn't. I mean this guy's a Grammy winning artist. He's this founder of the Black Pumas. I'm not familiar with their music, but so he's an Austin awesome guy. And I, I feel that's sorry awesome for him. And man, that's got to be so much weight on your on your shoulders. But it, yeah, it didn't go well for him. Let's hope Houston will do much much better than that. And are you familiar now? Have you been down here enough now? That you know who Mattress Mac is? I do not. All right, we're going to talk about Mattress Mac real quick before we have to get out of here. Mattress Mac owns a furniture store in Houston. He's done this for years. He makes big bets, and he lets his customers in on it, too. Okay. Like, right now, if you would have bought up to $5,000 worth of of furniture, if the Astros win, he's going to give you $10,000 worth of furniture. However, he also makes large bets, and this year, he plopped down $10 million. Okay. This,
1: so this Houston is this, to win it all. Is
0: this the big Houston fan that does yes. that, and he also owns a yes. furniture
1: store? Okay, yes. there you go. I put so two to two if together. He,
0: if Houston wins, he will win seventy-five million dollars. Wow, the largest ever sportsbook payout. He's two wins away from that. Plus, there's a lot of a lot of people out there who are going, "Hey, I want five thousand more furniture too." Sure. Now, not just is he a big better. Just so you know a little bit more about Mattress Mac... He actually, during the hurricane, when so many people were out of there, like, he opened up his stores and let people live there. That's awesome. So he's a very Houston-driven guy. I mean, like he's very into Houston. He's always wearing some sort of Houston garb. But he won. He's won like millions of dollars. He he won. He bet on Kansas. Yeah, and he won. I've the seen Hughes him.
1: There. I've seen him on Twitter when I did not yeah. know that's the match. Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah. go. That he, to, he won like
0: there. seventeen million on Super Bowl a couple years ago. Wow. So he is now two games away from winning seventy-five <laughs> million dollars. And if you were lucky enough to go down to Houston and buy five thousand dollars worth of furniture, you might be getting ten. I don't know where you're going to put that extra furniture. Where's I, it going? I, you know, I mean, I know I, I'm getting an extra room where I'm going now, and I'm kind of wondering how I'm going to so, furnish that. Yeah. Which, by the way, it's going to be a sports memorabilia and music memorabilia room with a futon in case you know somebody can't drive home, and I'm just going to sleep on that. But very excited. But yeah, you get an extra five grand in furniture. It's just a great thing. So Mattress back, he's he's in Houston icon. But also, it's not just for his lavish bets. It's that he does take care of the Houston people as That's well. awesome. It's a good thing. So we wish Houston well tonight. Yeah, we do. Do we have a time to that? I think that's 6.05? Yeah, I would Around assume with the time.
1: Eastern time I'm going over to Philly, I think that's the where we're going to be looking here.
0: And I haven't seen a weather forecast. That can always come into play up in Philly this time of the year. Getting a little chilly. I mean, it's, it's Halloween, too. So we had a Halloween contest here at the station. There were some incredibly interesting ones. Also, there was. This is my first one being here. You know. Yeah, we have a, a, a gingerbread house building contest too. We got smoked. Oh. I thought I thought ours was
1: going to be great. There was only three. We we're definitely second best. But we, we go, got and, like,
0: we got thirty seconds left. But I'm going to try and explain what this was. It was a it was a, a gingerbread house of our radio station and all the events that have happened right. just in the last year. <laughs> so they had a big lightning bolt into the top of it because we got struck by lightning. They've got a. They had a garbage truck backing into our gate, gate because broke. that happened. Yep. We had the shed that was on fire because our oh, shed that. did burn down. We had the car that skidded out in front of our station and hit the t- hit the pole. And they were just had all the was current awesome. events. It was,
1: it was it was a crazy thing to see. We I, right away I thought we were going to win, and then I saw that, and it was not even close. They should have won by landslide. We do have weather of sixty degrees. It looks like tonight. Uh, possible rain in Philadelphia, just so you know.
0: So 60 wouldn't be that bad. Rain might factor in just a little bit. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for joining us on the bullpen. As mentioned, Brandon and Patrick out. We'll be back in tomorrow. You can feel free to join us then. And, of course, don't forget tonight we've got Sports Talk with Beto and Ed. They'll be in at 4 o'clock. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to us, ESPN Austin, and we'll be back tomorrow.